Hark, who goes there? Hark, a vagrant? No! <laughs> Look out, there's sea lions. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Hello, and welcome to Critical Knowledge, a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which takes place in a persistent world where other campaigns are in it too. We all have lots of fun, or pretend to, for my own amusement. My name is Crash. I'll be your DM for the evening. Tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie, is Matt, delightful. Millie, Eric, and Cindy is hanging out in chat as well. Uh, yeah, we didn't invite Craig for some reason. That's fine. <laughs> Here it comes. Wait for it. Now recording. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. I don't know why anyone says it is. Well, it's been a little while. I lost my voice for some Personally, of it. I Personally, know what I like Craig. Well, sucks for you. So anyway, uh... <laughs> sorry, Allie. <laughs> sorry. Why would it suck to be me? Craig is here, and I appreciate his presence. Anyways, so you can go hug the robot. I'm going to talk about how I destroyed a cow monster. So, last week, because I know that this is what Crash is about to ask, um, we played, uh, not last week, it was a few weeks ago, we played Dungeons and & Dragons, and I went back, we went back, and we went and talked to, to, to Nightlight, and we were like, yo! I told what I really want, and she was like, I told want what I really want, and she was like, we're like, what? And she was like, research, and I was like, I got that! And so I handed her the information I got, and then I was super cool because she couldn't read it. So that meant I read it, and I read it to her. That's right. I read it to her. I was helpful, I was smart, and I played with the laser pointer. And anyways, so we did that. Also, I got cookies. Someone gave me cookies. So then, we did that, and we went, and I, and I, 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 I was helpful, but then, like, Nightlight was like, Whoa, you're too smart for me! You're too smart for me, hero! This is too much information! We need lunch! So we went and got lunch, and then, um, um, Nightlight got this giant, like, hot chocolate whipped cream mocha situation, and it was awesome! It had so much whipped cream! Um, but then, there was a thud that happened, and then the whipped cream fell off, and I was like, oh no, because Nightlight looked so sad. Like, Nightlight was, like, broken by this. And then I picked up the whipped cream, and I put it back on the hot chocolate. But then it was sad because my fur got stuck to it because I haven't been able to clean my fur since before I played. So I was really kind of dirty, and I feel kind of bad. So, um, anyway, so that happened. And then, so the Nightlight was like, can you please... I feel sad. I can't drink this now because it's covered in your dirt fur. And I was like, that's valid. I'm going to go get you another one. So I ran over to the to the barista and I was like, yo, get me another one. And Nightlight just drinks. And they were like, okay. And then I was like, uh, but then right as they were about to do that, they were like, okay. Then there was another thud. And I was like, what? And then the, the, the barista was like, oh, I don't like that. Something's in the kitchen. So I was like, I am brave and I am helpful. So I ran over into the kitchen. I was like, pew! And then there was, like, a giant ghost nightmare cow. And it was like, And then it was, like, trying to attack. And I was like, no! So I shot it with an arrow. And I jumped on top of the fridge. And it splat through the doors. And then it was a huge fight. And then I jumped out the doors. And I shot a bunch. And then, like, I died. 
And then, um, but my dad saved me. My dad used his last spell slot to give me health and bring me back. And then I was like, no way am I doing that again after I got electricity to death. And then I jumped on top of the muffin case and I ate a brand muffin and then I shot it again and it was like, no! and it died. And then, and then I got the chocolate chip muffin and I brought it over the nightlight and I was like, I couldn't get you the coffee because the whole demon cow thing, but like, here's a chocolate chip muffin. And then we were done. And then I attacked and then I missed and then I attacked and then I missed. No, I hit every I time and, then and I, I had a popsicle. Anyway. And then Hero passed out. And then I passed out and I woke up. And I attacked, and I missed. I Hello, and welcome time. to Dungeons and Dragons Grumps. My name is Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is my name is actually Aaron, so that that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Anyways, spelled the same. That's but what never happened. Mind. I felt that that was a pretty good synopsis. I really liked my cow noises. It, it was a very good synopsis. I wasn't aware that that. Paige was in our group, but uh, um, excuse me, I'm a master hunter who grew up around the orcs. I'm very good at imitation and enunciation. Uh, and apparently, also, also, I'm I'm Ellie Ava Ellie. <laughs> I'm Millie Ava Millie. <laughs> Anyone who anyway. doesn't know who Game Grumps is is going to be very confused. <laughs> Actually, even if you do know Game Grumps. And you're listening to this. You might still be very confused. Your confusion is valid. The DM is here, and he's fighting confusion as well. You're I, in that I group attacked. chat. You're in that I, had, <laughs> I attacked, and I hit something I didn't mean to hit, so I guess I missed. And then I attacked. Um, but yeah, I, I climbed on top of the muffin case, and Crash said that I couldn't, but I did anyway. Um, so, it, it wasn't okay. a matter of your skill. It was a matter of structural integrity yeah, and weight but limits. I it anyway, because I'm a cat. Um, yes, my cat can rookies? tell you about structural integrity and weight limits as well. <laughs> Do you know the muffin case? No, someone broke it. <laughs> um, it was fantastic. Well, you can Anyways. get a new one, but it's on Drury Lane. Thank you. I'm here all week because it's Saturday. Uh, so, in any case, you've had a long rest since then, because after that, the cleanup crew had to be summoned, and Bindle was going to have nothing to do with anything until she got a long rest after that, because she was calling it a night. She was just like, I'm out, whatever. I think we were all at that point. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a brand muffin, so I was feeling up. pretty good. <laughs> well, until the brand muffin kicks in, and, and then um, then there's some issues. That I'll just be want- extra fast because you know after after the bathroom it's zoomy time. I don't want to hear any dead when it kicks in. Okay. <laughs> um, post litter box zoomies. Okay, those were at three in the morning though, so <laughs> there was no one. There were a few people in night crew who were interrupted from their social media posts by a seven foot tall cat person running past their room. But other than that, other than that. Um, moving forward, if possible, I'm not sure it's yeah. possible anymore. <laughs> I'm, what the heck was that? <laughs> I've been practicing my voices. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? It was not me. Oh, it was me. That I, I like how um, 
an upper Minnesota accent is very similar to a Pennsylvania Dutch accent. I appreciate that. Well, you know, it's just it's where the same sort of people went. Don't you know, eh? I just love that it's correct verbiage to say, throw me down the stairs my hat in Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, what do we do next? I want to know what I did after my rest. Uh, well, what happens next is Bindle, against your better judgment, asks you all to come visit her in a different lab. <laughs> uh, excuse me a second. <clears throat> so I'm going to assume for the sake of plot development and moving everything forward that you do actually do that. Uh, sorry, I'm real rid of you. This is what you get. <laughs> no, that's fine. I would like something to actually happen. I actually do want to know something. Okay. So the room that you're in is not one that you've been to before. It is definitely not Bindle's lab. It's got a different aesthetic completely. It's a lot more covered in shiny metal. Uh, There's a lot of polished bronze. And there's a lot of uh, carved wood inlay that looks like it might be mahogany, which is quite fancy. Um, But uh, Bindle has the contraption that was embedded in the chest of the undead cow monstrosity you fought last time, uh, sitting inside a glass chamber that has a bunch of metal panels that are sort of hovering and rotating slowly around it. I literally just realized that we caused the cow monstrosity. (laughs) Because we brought back the three cursed Kenku and my AOLC brain and caffeine patch dad and my you know death curing potions and that's too many of those ciphers in one room oh and by the way just so you know it hasn't been eight hours since you saw bindle it's been 16 because when you were asked to come down people went to go wake up xanthus and and and, um he was feeling the effects of three days no sleep (laughs) <laughs> the caffeine crash set yeah. in. Death is yes. a disease. I can cure death with my potion. Leave he me alone. He's just not waking up. <laughs> he was Father, dead to the Father. world does not mean dead. Father! <laughs> Father! <laughs> you just hear the sound of sawing logs. Yeah. <sighs> on the second start of the right and straight on till morning. More or less. Uh, so, it has been 16 hours since last you saw Bindle, but now you're there and you see that contraption. It hasn't been cleaned off completely yet, but it, like I said, it's in that glass case, not a glass case of emotion, just a glass case of cipher, uh, with those four metal panels that seem to be slowly rotating around the glass case, while not being really attached to anything. Hmm. What's this? Oh, this is one of the things that's been... Designed to help analyze the ciphers and try to figure out what the heck is going on. That's that's valid. I I, I get that. Um, um, We're calling it the EG. Ooh. Yeah, that's short for exposition generator. Uh huh. It causes right. storylines to happen, or at least to prog- <laughs> progress. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so here's the thing. How many ciphers do you have on you? Um. How none. many do I have on I me? I have none. Okay, I gave my potion actually to the Kenku. So I have, the, I, sorry, I have mine still. Do I still have the AOL CD in my brain? Um, you still have 
I love that we're calling it an AOL CD instead of its actual name. Um, the CD fell off. So if you took it with you, you still have it. I did. Also, I know that Ellie does still, I mean, um, um, whatever. Mom still does have the, um, um, Agrippa still does have the, uh, the pill that she wouldn't let me have. Anyway. Okay, so I promise <laughs> I have no intention of keeping them because Agua knows I really don't want to keep any of them. But if you could put them in these containers over here, and there are other smaller containers that look like they're very similarly designed to the one that the larger thing from the cow is in. Just you know, put them in here. It, it'll isolate them and prevent them from interacting with each other. I, I'm trying to check something, and I'm getting a lot of feedback. Um, um, <laughs> I forgot I have Testy 2 in my inventory. Okay, and Aripa puts the, the chemical factory pill in a container. And should, I, sh- sh- should, I, should I include the Testy 2 that's made of one of the undead monsters that was created by the... I will say that when Hero does, it is determined that it is actually not quite... The container is not quite deep enough to put the entire arm in. You can attempt to fold it in half at the elbow, but the container is not quite wide enough to handle the arm of an undead monstrosity that has been folded in half. Um, I have this arm. Okay. (laughs) Why? It's, it's, I took it from one of, one of the monsters made by the ciphers in like the, by the readings I gave you yesterday. Um, I took it because there was some stuff down there that was dangerous to touch, and I didn't want to touch it, so I grabbed this to touch it for me. Okay. Uh, well, first of all... I call it a testy two. First, okay. I, I will note that. All right. <laughs> uh, so first of all, your idea of not wanting to touch the dangerous things is incredibly valid, and that's a very good idea. You should be very proud of yourself. <laughs> Second... So instead, you're holding the arm of a corpse. Yeah, I didn't have any other options. I mean, what about daggers? I can't exactly use that to touch electricity or like magic milk rivers. Those taste bad. Magic milk. (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah, I. So there's this weird river that was looked like milk so i poked the testy to in it because i couldn't reach all the way down i didn't want to get my fur wet and then i licked it because that's the first step of scientific theory according to my mom and it made my face go numb so for about a full year (laughs) i got a lot of mileage off of every session or two someone would point out the moon was gone and an npc would go wait what And I appreciate (laughs) that even though now the moon is back, I'm still constantly getting to play that NPC that goes, this is information that I didn't know. And now that I know, I'm not sure what to do with it. (laughs) I mean, I already got to give you the AOL CD attached itself to my brain and gave me language. So, like, what else do you want that Okay, well, Bindle hands the AOL CD back and says, well, this is totally inert, so you can keep it. It doesn't yes! do anything anymore. Whatever was inside of it totally got fried or used up or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not even brain. registering as a cipher anymore. 
It's in my brain. It's oh, it's one of those. Yeah, I, that's why I can read the documents. Huh. Well, I'm glad it was useful. Hopefully, you're not a cipher now. Am I? Well, you won't fit in one of these glass containers if you are. I am a cat, though. I mean, yes, <laughs> and I know cats are liquid. We have several researchers who've been studying this. Smash cut to there's a gnome in front of several containers of varying shapes, including a Lightemire flask, that all have cats in them. You see the faces blinking through the glass. Can't confirm. They're liquid. Smash cut back to this game. But it's a matter of volume, not just ability to pour. Dad, is this like the thing when you told me I couldn't stand on the uh, drunken dwarf's chest? Yes. Oh, okay. Technically okay. And, dwarf, and, da- and Dad just looks down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand now. Okay, so, um, all right, and got to hand over the rest of the ciphers. I'm still getting a lot of feedback. Um. Uh, I guess I'll give him, I'll give him mine. Uh, a clean, bright cipher. Okay. All right. Well, that lowered it a little bit. What about her brain thing? I point at Nyx. Uh, I'm going to assume for the sake of continuing the plot, because April was not able to be here tonight, that Nyx has handed that thing over as well. Okay. So uh, I imagine Hero is staring longingly at all the things that Hero is not currently allowed to play with. Correct, Cindy. <laughs> yes. Um... Um, um, I'm gonna, no, my magic daggers aren't cipher. I got those before here. Um, the rock here's, the rocks here taste funny. Uh, I, I'm moving forward. I'm not asking questions about that. <laughs> Just think scientific analysis. Yeah, I'm trying to help with science. So what was that about magic daggers? Oh, yeah, see? This thing on my wrist, it, it just makes daggers. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it's really fun, because I can chase them, and then I get them, and then they disappear, and I make another one. Now, when you said, I want a clarification. Did you then throw a dagger? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Let me think. Did I throw a dagger? I did to the ground. I threw one to the ground. Okay, well, the daggers uh, disintegrate after being thrown, so those probably aren't ciphers, but the... The scabbard that you pulled them from. Could you put that in this container over here, please? You promise I get it back? That's how I I don't want any of these things. I'm just trying to isolate some ideas. Okay. Do we have any parts of the cotton candy machine still? No. Okay, thank you. (laughs) And I put it in there. I'm just glad. I'm glad that cotton candy machine's gone. If we're surrendering magic items, then I have something I should give you. Okay, well... And yeah. Aripa puts her ring of protection into one of the containers. Okay, so um, here's the thing. Those magical items, those are registering as ciphers. Huh. Or at least huh. similar to, maybe? Anyway, I found this a long weird. time ago. Like like a year ago. That's when I started my hide-and-seek adventure. Well, ciphers Mine have been showing up for three years now. Well... I was just on the Orc Islands. I don't know. I mean, that, um, that's I when Melly left. All I know is that after I found this on my near my home, all of a sudden, then I started playing hide and seek with the weird guys. Does, Mine is uh, an heirloom. An heirloom. So it's been in your family for, I'm guessing, generations. At least one. Okay. I was. I'll pull off. I'll pull off my necklace of prayer beads, and uh, this was 
in my cradle uh, when I was left on the doorstep of my foster parents. To be honest, I found mine on a dead body. Uh, do you want me to take off my chain mail? I, was, I don't have a container large enough for your chain mail, to be honest. Also, I don't know what you're wearing underneath it. Um, <laughs> for, for the uh, record, chain mail is traditionally worn with a full set of clothing underneath. Otherwise, yes. there's chafing. But you know what? I can show off my dad bod, so that's important. Um, there is a noticeable gut. As there should be. I, well, you did I, say dad bod. Yes. I, I, I found this on a dead body in, um, in the orc camp near my house. So, um, but yeah, do you think this is why the weird people keep chasing me around the world? Are well, you certain that you are not simply detecting magic items? No, uh, half of this room is made with magical items. There's actually some filters put in to make sure they don't register. These items, they're different. They're not your run-of-the-mill magical items. Well, I would still like mine back, if that's all right. Oh, certainly. Can I, yeah, I like my daggers. They let me play hide-and-seek. And and I'll just assume you're talking about my armor as well. I mean... This was given to me by family lineage. Or something else someone else is carrying that hasn't said anything. Uh, the, I don't really have... Sensors aren't specific enough to provide direction. Just range. And you've got a lot of stuff on you. If you would really like my spell book, you can have it. Uh, I don't think it's your spell book. Probably. I, mean, I take out my empty, my empty cipher container, like what used to have my magic potion in it. Okay. I used this all up, but it had stuff in it from a cipher. I got it from the cotton candy machine. I mean, I'll go ahead and put it in in the container there, and we'll see. Okay, yeah, putting it in there doesn't change the readings at all, so that's inert, too. Okay, I'm going to keep this guy because I'm going to cure death. I also have a bedroll and some rations. Okay, I don't... (laughs) I, I really hope it's not the rations. You should not be eating ciphers. I ate some dirt in the Cypher Hills. What if the Cyphers are delicious? <laughs> Probably still should not eat them. I still think it's my arm. All right. I will take that under consideration. Thank you. I mean, look, one of the Cyphers turned a butchered cow into a cyborg that then shot lightning um, at your seven-foot-tall cat child. That's something yeah, I, I never thought that. I would say in all my years. But I have just said it. A number of butchered ciphers turned various arc. Yeah, when they get together, they make. This turned various fair attractions also into a monster. This is also true. These are these are things that we are used to. How are you used? I've been dealing with this for three years. You've been dealing with them for three days. How are you used to this? <laughs> There's it's also the a train of underground. It's the life of an adventurer. Some things you get used to very quickly. Oh, I ate one of the ciphers and it made me grow an extra set of arms. I am not responsible for the cat eating ciphers. No one is responsible. For I'm the just, cat I'm just like keeping you up to date with the ciphers we found because I don't know. I don't even think Hero is responsible for Hero. <laughs> the rest Dad of us simply try to mitigate. I listen to dad and to father. We just make sure there's not too much splash damage. Yeah, basically. I learned some rules. Like, I learned I'm not allowed to put 
you eat things without asking first. Okay, that's character growth. That's good. <laughs> we learned, She had to learn that one the hard way. I'm sorry, he had to learn that she, one the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, the thing is, is that it wasn't that bad. My face only went numb, but, like, it got better, so it's fine. But, like, it's you know, they asked, me, they asked me to do so, so, you know, <sighs> the things I do... The strangest thing, the strangest thing about how terrible that was, is how much worse it would have been if he had not done it. Yeah. So, I'm wondering how much backstory to give you. Uh, okay, short, short, short version. Three years ago, things that we started calling ciphers just started showing up all over the place, usually where there were people. The more intelligent the people, oftentimes the more ciphers there were. Not Why always. There were exceptions. Here? What? <laughs> I don't know. This is new information that I'm still processing. <laughs> there were a bunch of us that thought they were kind of neat. It was this new technology. We could discover things. We could learn things. Wait, I'm, I need to clarify. You were in an orc camp. Not me, Hero. Yeah, I grew up on the orc islands. My name was Orc Herofat. Like, what do you think? So why do you not have dozens and dozens and dozens of ciphers. Because I don't like the orcs, I was in there stealing stuff. This well, is ciphers, sarcasm. Ciphers until now were only showing up on this island and only parts of it. Hero's not from this island. Hero's from the larger island that's next to this island. This is the island without the dinosaurs. That's the island with the dinosaurs. Very different. Mm -hmm. Fewer T-Rexes. We consider yeah. that a selling point. And... Mm -hmm. Bindle hands you one of the travel brochures and actually says, come to Flotsam, fewer T-Rexes. <laughs> Wait, these ciphers started appearing three years ago. Yes. And at any point, did these ciphers seem like they belonged? Never. Okay. They never seemed like they were supposed to be there. They just showed up out of nowhere. Oftentimes, of, even like so, behind locked doors. Crash, this isn't a a, a, a not in game question. What was three years ago? Like, was that like the same time that like the last adventure was happening? Like, um, so remember the five year gap? Was that yeah. in that? The, the three years ago was during the five year gap. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That okay. means Paige has ciphers. <laughs> if Paige has been, if Paige was hanging out on Flotsam. Actually, no. No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that because Paige was gone for five years in the Feywild. No, but you said that they keep showing up near smart people. On Flotsam. Oh, on Flotsam. Sorry, I thought they were showing up everywhere because once no. again... No, just Flotsam. And not all of Flotsam. Okay. If you go far enough to, to the edge, it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. So there was one of us that was really, really good at breaking them apart and figuring out how they ticked. Umeli, who oh, you've heard that's of before. The one who makes them. Yeah. Umeli had, has had, I, I don't know how to say it anymore, uh, but Umeli developed a spell that was kind of like Mage Hand, but like a better version of it, where she could have nine Mage Hands all simultaneously. It was, that would be the nine hands. It, yeah, it's how she got her nickname. You're absolutely right. Okay. But she worked something in with the spell 
It wasn't a cipher. It was another thing. She called it a relic. Every now and then one of those shows up too. It's not a cipher. Ciphers are like you use them once and they're gone. They're inert. Like that metal disc that you keep calling an AOL CD, whatever that is. A relic has multiple uses. And she used a relic and it made her nine hand spell permanent. Ooh. Is that bad? Well, actually, we were all impressed and kind of envious. So we started actively collecting a lot of ciphers. And that's, uh, that, that's where the problem started. And Umeli um, decided not to stop collecting them after the problem started. Got a bit oh. indignant and I would say a little arrogant about it. And then one day after too many explosions... And keep in mind, this is a gnome saying too many yeah. explosions. Yeah, a gnome defining too many explosions is, yeah. <laughs> she just up and left. I have well, a the question. goblins down below have heard of her, and apparently they don't like her. She made the Kenkus this way, and then, of course, I already read you information from the document, and I was pretty sure there's more documents like that down there because it looked like there was going to be, but I wanted to ask you for help before we went back down. Okay. I have a question. Yes? How does one dispose of an ert? You just put it in the inn, I guess. Then it's inert. Shut up! Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was uh, out of... That was not in character. That was just me, Millie. Oh, it was very obvious. <laughs> that was just me. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that Hero would enjoy a good pun. Uh, Millie does too. However, I, 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 Crash, I appreciate that you picked up on that and went with it. <laughs> I appreciate that I was there when Millie found out what a butt for is. Mm. <laughs> sitting, by the way. The answer is it's for sitting. Okay, so I, I want to find out what the heck it is. Have. Can you give us a as to what it is? Because well, I just want to move on. So my, here's my thing. I'm guessing that Umeli is experimenting with these ciphers on intelligent beings. Yes, apparently, so that, because she was embedding them in Kenku. So, so all of us are off the table. Ahem. Anyway, so that means she's trying to get to Paige, out of character me. <laughs> Somewhere in the city of Skelvar, the flying city of Skelvar, Paige just thinks for a moment, there is a mage that wants to attach things to me. Release the space then sharks! Then I high-five my hands. Then I high-five my hands. <laughs> You've heard of Amelia of the Nine Hands. Now encounter Paige of the almost five hands because three of them are undead and are missing fingers. Um, well, okay, actually, it would be um, th- uh, the four plus four for the hedgehog. So that's eight hands. I... <laughs> I'm not quite sure <laughs> this game has been on the rails yet today. <laughs> I have a slightest suspicion that we might have been parallel to the rails briefly. There was a walking path. The thing is that I really actually do want to know what the gosh dang is still setting off the thing so we can do the thing and move on. But at the same point, I wanted to make a quip about Paige. But now I really once again want to know what the heck I'm doing. Well, I love this game so I'm, much, by the way. Yeah, the, the, the magic and technology are beyond Xanthus' knowledge. 
he's more concerned with the fact that this Umeli is putting ciphers, perhaps even too many ciphers, into intelligent beings, perhaps even against their will. Certainly, I don't think the Kenku uh, consented. <laughs> yeah, consented in any way. Uh, there does seem to be a limit on how many ciphers a person can handle um, before something else goes bad or wrong. In addition, I think Umeli is perhaps creating these cipher whites, which making undead is very, very bad. I mean, that's that's lower than, you know, stuff on the bottom of the ocean as far as Xanthus is concerned. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, um, Paige, meanwhile, is um, getting frustrated because it's like, but I did the science. I got the research. What do we do now? I did the thing. <laughs> well, I helped. I helped. What, what is it that, I guess, what is it that uh, Bindle is, I guess, like, Umeli definitely has done some bad things. Do we want to get her research, perhaps, to reverse what they've done? I mean, that's why we came back in the first place with what we got. Well, well, because we got some knowledge, I think there's more. Yeah, like, the thing is, but, like, I, Hero was like, let's go back, give what we have, especially since now we have specimens to practice on. I'm not ever going to say that because Hero wouldn't. But basically, let's figure out how to solve this, and we have research, so let's start building a solution and then go back in with it. Well, as long as I don't have to take my chainmail off, I'm okay. No, please keep it on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that we can do that per se. But that's what we Hero don't... wants, and that's Hero is getting frustrated because that's yeah. what Hero wants. It's beyond the reversing or undoing what what Umeli has done is, I mean, I can do it with one magical cipher or the the necklace, but it's only once a day that I can even do that. It's something but I we, think we, we need to stop a normal from making more. We what? did it with the spell as well. Right. The, the spell came from my necklace. The other no, one's called with... the progress. Or we did it with a normal of... spell, I thought. No, no, no. It was only – the only one I know of was the greater restoration that came from the necklace. The other yeah, one but simply, there is think... no greater restoration. Right. Yeah, so at, can... at this point, greater re- restoration has been used to yeah, cure the Kenku who, weren't, who were right, still right. endangered. But, Right, so we we know how to solve. We know how to save other people who are infected. Uh, I guess for for whatever assuming it hasn't killed them yet. Right, I'm guessing too many ciphers in a person can kill the person. Is yes, that that's more already or less been correct? that's already been said. A- according to the notes, one cipher yeah. in a person, then, if it's surgically there, implanted, can kill okay. you yeah, and turn you into a cipher. That's is there another process that turns them into the whites? Is yeah, that, that's, that's also what's in that part. Back. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just having a dead body yet, down there. Yeah, we can't yet undo the process of turning them into cipher whites, short of magic. That's powerful fine. magic. That's not Hero's issue. What is her? What is her issue then, or his issue then? Hero just wanted to report back, save those three, and then go back and get more. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that hero just wants to be like, okay, how much did we help? Do we go back in now? Okay. No, well, according I'm, to the Kenku, I'm, they were the last three. Okay, but, but that doesn't mean we can't the train. more. We have to go huh? past the train. Yes. Well, yeah, I agree. We have to go past where the train, because the train was running up and down the tunnel. We only went so Always far down. down that tunnel. Always huh? down. Every time the train went by, it went by in the same direction. Okay. So it never came, it went north to south. It never came south to north or whatever. Correct. 
whatever way it went. I don't re- I don't remember. Not terribly important. Uh, but here's the other thing: is Umeli has the capability of making more of these cipher whites and implanting these things surgically into other creatures without their consent. Yes, yeah, so I'm is where, with that. Yes, and I'm okay with that because that's what I want. I want to go stop Umeli. I'm okay like with you that. stopping her too. I have a bit of a a, a religious dilemma about it, but a religious dilemma. Well, it's it's in the name. This is the Agmanite Enclave. Everyone who works here, everyone who's researched here, is a devout follower of Agma. It's kind of built who's in. That? Who's that? Uh, Agma is the god of knowledge. Okay, so like you can still find things out, and then we stop her from like you know making. Well, yes, she's a fellow, candy she's a fellow Agmanite. She was one of the best, possibly, and this is the problem. Possibly, still is. Agma isn't really a a good deity or a bad deity if you want to talk about good and evil. Agma is just in it for the knowledge. How people use it is up to people. Agma just wants the information to be shared. Okay, so um, you don't have to do it. <laughs> I can well, do it. I, I get. I see where. I think I see where he's going with this. The knowledge that. Umeli has could be potentially useful for other people. Then I'll and, just take uh, all me the personally, Me personally, Bindle Brightlight, not Nightlight, before you say that, not Nightlight. <laughs> yeah. I, I find experimentation on living subjects ab- abominable. I would never do that. But at the same time, I have to wonder if this is or is not what Agma wants. What if, what if, you just happen to keep looking at the research that I have back and translate, and you don't ask what happens to the body. <laughs> uh, I, there is I, also... I, this is not my preferred very, field of study. There is also a very impressive, important question. Regardless, let me phrase this a different way. It sounds like Agma does not care whether or not Knowledge is used for good or bad, as long as knowledge is gained. Gained and shared. And shared. Agma doesn't like secrets. It seems like like Nine Hands so, isn't sharing, because only writing in secret languages that only I can read. The question, perhaps, is, is this good for anybody else besides Agma and the Nine Hands? There's, there's got to be more to it. Umeli? I knew Umeli. I don't know what her motives are now, but she wasn't the kind of person that would just make an undead army and use them to attack people. That wasn't her. What if, what if she's become a cipher? Or has been like the cotton candy machine something. is a beautiful, wonderful thing and then suddenly it turned into a killing that tried to stab me into a tent. Not all cotton candy machines are beautiful, wonderful things. But I well, accept your point. The corruption of outside influences is a very dangerous proposition. Perhaps too many ciphers have corrupted her, or the wrong cipher. I mean, there could be many, many different kinds of these ciphers. Perhaps one like another AOL CD overwrote parts of her brain. Yeah, what if this one's a Linux CD? What do you say? (laughs) Should we go investigate Umeli? Yeah. And try and bring her back into the path of Agma. Right. Or at least, at least she under might, the path of... She might not, not have left that path. That's the thing. What if, yeah. what, if, what if she thinks she's helping, 
but like her brain is making but still like i'm so stuck on the fact that if it's supposed to be shared why is she writing only in a language that no one else can understand but people who have aol cds stuck to their forehead okay also this and bindle holds up the checklist that you brought in this (laughs) is not three years worth of research I know that, but it was the first one we found with bodies that yeah. were going to die, so we hurried. Yes, I and you were question. right to do so. I'm not discounting I that. A, I have a question for Bindle. Ask? Would you like us to solve the Emily problem for you? Yes, but you're also going to need to figure out what the Emily problem is. Because yes, this is a side project, and she she's waving the clipboard around. This is a side project. This is horrible. This is atrocious. This is despicable. But this isn't what she's up to. We, are, more to it we understand that. that. Would you like us to solve the Umeli problem for you? Yes. Hero's getting bored and is trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, but, but we oh, okay. have to figure out what that problem is. Well, it's past the train. That's enough for me. I need a, I need an answer to the question, please. I've said yes several times. Yes. I, and I Stop haven't been able to hear me. you. <laughs> I haven't been able to hear you. Because Hero keeps talking over me. Because I keep hearing your answer, and so I thought everyone else did. Okay, straight up question. To Bindle, would you like us to solve the Umeli problem for you? Okay, so this is giving me a very clue-like vibe. <laughs> Was there anyone in or out of the room? Yes. Were they it? But were they yes there was or yes there wasn't? Yes! <laughs> we have all okay. agreed with each other five times in this last how, but, hour. But how many bullets were in the gun is the question. Because two plus <laughs> yes. one plus one. <laughs> two plus one plus one plus one. This is the point Arepa is trying to make. <laughs> yeah, that we have all agreed with each other so stop trying to argue us out of it. I'm not. No, it's, no but there's no but argument Bindle out of is. it. Bindle, is, no, Bindle, Bindle was giving the caveat of creating the Cypher Whites is not what. the main motive. It's clearly not because there'd right. be a lot more of them and they'd be better. That's right. not three years worth this of research. Something else. And Hero, right. who doesn't think very deeply, is like, okay, great, there's more. We'll find out when we go deeper. We know we only touched the surface. So what you need to do, Bindu will tell you that you need to go to each room that has a green circle and spend a lot of time. No, she does not say that. I will actually just leave. <laughs> I, I love that that has become a running gag for us. And Arepa, who is thinking much more deeply, apparently, than Hero, is trying to get a Hero-level response. <laughs> and I thought Hero already got the Hero-level response, so Hero's just like, okay, screw Go. And Jaren hasn't been in the room for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I care. Okay, with that line, Jaren has inspiration. Okay, so we've been also, playing for close to an hour. It's, I was going to say, it's probably about time for a break. What do you say we take a break to cool off, and when we come back, you'll be back under the crooked hills, because Thank I am you. not role-playing a trip all the way there. Thank you. I just want to go into the dungeon. So does Arepa. She's just trying to get Bindle to say it. She said it. She said it five times. Yeah, but we she couldn't hear over everybody it. talking over one another. <laughs> I, I, caught, I caught one of the yeses. That was it. <laughs> yeah, the, I was going to say, that. Uh, Bindle has not actually said yes. 
Bindle has intimated yes many, many times, yeah, but has not actually said yes. Ellie, I apologize for continuously speaking shortly after crash and if that caused any lag issues. Multiple times we're like, so should we go down? Yes. Should we go down? Yes. You know, I'll feel sad because it's my friend, but yes. Okay, on that note, I am pressing <laughs> buttons. We're taking a break. Gosh, I just had a Dane Cook joke. Okay, we're live, by the way. That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's, we're live just as you were saying. I just had a, and then the rest of it. That's unfortunate. That's so unfortunate. we're going to skip past you going through the goblin area, and then going down the incredibly long tunnel that the train goes through every um, 10 to 15 minutes. I want to say that when we first entered the hobbit hole, I went up to the crazy shiny wall and I scratched it again for like a moment, like I pawed at it and then I kept going. Okay. And we're going to ignore all the green rooms between here and your destination because yeah. you ignore all the green rooms between here <laughs> and your destination. Um, Can I get you some coffee? No. No. <laughs> Father, I got the reference, by the way. Father? Yes? We must go down deeper. Yes. E eventually, you get to a hole in the wall that at first you think it's natural, but it's not. And it goes quite some distance, and then it opens up into a very large cavernous area. And let me read this description for you. A shaft... And when Hero goes in, Hero sees the following. A shaft of sunlight shines from impenetrable darkness far overhead. A miles-wide subterranean grotto is revealed in the dim light radiating from the shaft, and by discreet glows and fire-bright flares from features within the cavern itself. The floor is tiled with pale, one-foot cubes, forming a slightly uneven surface. Grooves of geometric shapes... More cubes, but also pyramids, octahedrons, dodecahedrons, and many shapes with far more faces stand on a single point. Each is a different color, and a handful glow or even shine brightly. Along the edges of this vast grotto, the geometric groves are only about shrub high, but larger specimens are visible near the center, standing tall as trees. Several, I heard that, wonderful. Several more miles inward, a few seem tall as mountains. An amber glow leaks around the edges of those most distant, massive shapes, as do the faintest strains of a barely audible series of tones, like a song you've never heard. A curving indentation in the ground wends away path-like from where the shaft of sunlight deposited you, passing between geometric groves. I didn't do it. I like it. So we see one path ahead of us. Can I climb anything? Uh, very easily. 
Um, all the shapes near you right now are actually quite small, so it's more stepping on them than climbing on them. But it looks like if you go further down this path, the shapes get larger and therefore more climbable as opposed to steppable. I would like to do so. Okay. Hero begins climbing on everything like it's his own personal jungle gym. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I eat anything? Can you what? Eat anything. Oh, uh, it depends if you brought any rations with you. I assume you have. You can eat those. I have rations with me, but, like, I'm asking if any of, like, the, the, the plants or whatever are, like, edible. Well, it's referred to as a grove, but it's a grove of geometric shapes. Oh, that's boring. So you can uh, chew on them. Like- They're not very nourishing, and you don't even leave any marks on them. Uh, they're, not, they're not even gummy objects. They're just objects. It's like chewing on rocks, which, again, I do not recommend. So I'm guessing that my forest um, natural explorer terrain doesn't do me anything. Sadly, no. I don't no. think so. <laughs> We're not, these aren't trees. These are, I'm guessing, like, crystalline-looking or so, like, what are the objects? Are they, like, like a cube or a pyramid? It, or imagine. Dragons. Um, you know, first things first. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. Imagine, if you will, a dice hoarder's collection but all the uh, dice don't have numbers on them. Fair. So some are cubes, some are dodecahedron, some are pyramids, some are... Some of them even appear to be those hundred-sided die that look like golf balls. Gotcha. So is, is this like, is this like you know, um, video game designer's uh, first cave? I mean, Hero wouldn't know what that is. But someone watching the animated version of this series when we are rich and famous and have someone able to make an animated series of this would probably say that, yes. Imagine, if you will, that the makers of Reboot created this scene. Okay, okay, okay. So we have one clear pathway ahead of us, correct? Correct. Okay. So obviously we follow that. I mean, there might be... The book might list other paths, but the DM is just forgetting about those because we we spent an hour <laughs> talking about um, exposition. <laughs> okay, so why don't can we, I investigate? Don't we move? Yeah. Yes. Can I investigate to see where the center is? Um, I will allow an investigation roll. Okay. Can I perceive the sun? You cannot. But you said the sun was there. There's sunlight. Right. Can I, so it's can coming I from the darkness. Can we attack the darkness? 17 I mean, plus 6 is 23. <laughs> okay, with a 23, um, this room is large enough and a significant portion of it is shrouded in darkness that it's hard to tell exactly where the center is uh, with uh, any degree of certainty, but your best guess is the path is leading in that general direction. Okay, so let's follow the path. Yep. It turns into yellow bricks. We head home. This is the yellow true. brick road. the yellow brick road. Follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road. Do we really deal with wisdom? Okay, <laughs> but someone shows up and asks Arepa who she represents. I represent the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild. The and there's our copyright strike. No, no, no. That was out of character. Says you. <laughs> That's me. Hero was heartbroken. Um, But anyways, I would like to say that I'm flanking the path, but on the stepping stones because I'm a child and also a cat. Okay. Well, you recently picked up some abilities that allow you to climb things very easily, 
which I will say is the only reason you are able to flank the path. Anyone else attempting it would have a significantly difficult time. And you're just like bounding so from. So what you're saying is there's still a chance. <laughs> uh, a chance. Yes. A successful chance. Probably not. Um, so as well, you're going down the path, you start to hear a rumbling sound. Is it my tumbly? It is not your tumbly. Dang it. You feel it. It Actually, you don't feel it. You are on currently on top of an upside down pyramid shape. Yelling at your dad and father to look at how high you are. That's all I am. Dad. But they feel it in their feet. Look how tall I am. Whoops. Uh, see, if we ignore it, she won't be hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Having children, make, I know this yeah. never if ends well. If you make well. a <laughs> um, Can I perceive that they're shaking? Um, you can perceive that there appears to be a large cube headed in their direction. Dad! There's a cube coming! Look! Okay. Well, that's hilarious. It seems to be made of cubes and pyramids and other shapes. That's the one flying at them. Is it flying? Um, it seems to be moving along the ground. It is pushing other shapes out of the way as it moves towards them. Okay. What do my elves I see? It's they they see a large cube threatening. pushing shapes out of the way. <laughs> Uh, it appears to be covered in green circles. <gasps> oh, well, then we let it by. <laughs> we ignore it. <laughs> do we Do we have the opportunity to go to the side? Um. Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. I say we just step off and let it move by. By the way, I was joking about the green circles in case you were wondering. Just to be specific. <laughs> there. Yes. Uh, they are all different colors, but the only thing that resembles a green circle is that one almost a sphere that is green, but that would be a green sphere, and that's totally different. Here is a geometric shape. Arepa steps off to the side. Okay. The cube button. goes by, and it carves an additional path that's not quite at a 90-degree angle. Let's say an 85-degree angle to the path that you've been walking down. And it just continues to head off in the distance, pushing shapes out of the way. Shall I we follow? I suggest that we follow our original path. Yeah. Let's keep moving forward. This, this thing is making a new path, but I don't know that we necessarily need to follow it. I am not inclined to follow the bad decisions of things that started carving paths after we started walking. Are these, are these shapes solid or like... Are they purple? They're different colors, right? But can we still see through these shapes, or are they, they are opaque. completely? They are opaque. Okay. Uh, now it gives I me a different visual. Like this plot, they are opaque. <laughs> was this dungeon designed by Iampei? It was not. <laughs> okay, because I know that Iampei doesn't use writing. It was in fact designed by I am Weasel. Okay. <laughs> I got that reference. For All the right, record, so... it was actually designed by Monty Cook. Okay. Just because uh, I am like, things at my college, so I'm like, I know this. Because none of the buildings got, are angles. <laughs> I got that reference. Yeah. All right. So keep moving forward until we uh, until we either reach... We're, we're, I'm guessing uh, uh, Umeli's down here somewhere. Probably. Well, that's this is the only place we could go. So we're hoping that maybe if we... Maybe there's a pathway through these objects. And maybe Umeli's down here hiding out somewhere. 
Can I use so. my perception check of a 12 to find Umeli? Uh, with a perception check of a 12, <laughs> you find a dodecahedron that appears Ooh. to be the color puce. <laughs> I tend to assume that if Umeli is down here, they don't want to be found. Well, yeah, I would I would think so because people would consider experimenting on intelligent creatures without their consent uh, criminal behavior. Yes, agreed. Uh, and as such, if something tries to change the way we are moving, and we're probably on the right direction, is, then we are probably moving in the right direction. Exactly. Because, yeah. So why don't we keep going along the path that we're on, and hopefully nothing else hostile comes out towards us. Exactly. Nothing else hostile because all of you are currently hostile to everything around you, (laughs) including the plot. I am just (laughs) jumping on boulders. Okay. All right. Well, as long as as that's not hurting Hero, we keep moving along the path. Okay. Hero, Um, we are... Hero, we are moving directly forward and ignoring the path of whatever you have written down. Did they follow the, the the moving cube? Well, I'm assuming that Hero is staying within line of sight with the party. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. Hero wants well, my assumption, and Millie may correct me because it's Millie's character. My assumption is that Hero is keeping line of sight with the party because Hero wants the parental figures to see how cool Hero is being right now. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else point is there? Like, why are we even down here? Yep. Okay. Well, define Umeli. I, I, I think we're all appreciating that. And at the same time, when Hero is danger surfing, we need to make sure that Hero knows that we are not following Hero's danger surfing venue. Uh, not venue. Uh, no, I, I know I'm special for being able to climb on the rocks. And that's why I want everyone to appreciate me. And I also know that as the ranger... With bows and arrows, I want to be up on the rock anyway for in case we do have to fight. Yeah, and no, on the think... third hand, you want to be with the group. Yes. So, so you you surf. I'm not. I uh, am not. You surf uh, the danger as far as you can, and then you rejoin the group. Yeah, no, no. I am staying like equal with you, but up. Yes, equal but up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going ahead of y'all. I'm like just on par with y'all, but up higher. I, the way I gather these cubes are like maybe a couple of inches to a foot. We're not talking about five foot high cubes, are we? Um, as you continue down, you actually continue down for several hours uh, yeah. down this path, which is not 100% in a straight line. After a while, you start to see how it moves a little bit. And uh, as you continue further down, the shapes on either side of the path are getting larger. So, okay, so they do eventually reach several feet in height. Oh, they were several feet a while ago. Okay. We're, okay. we're at the point. <laughs> we're and at the it, point it, now where yeah. Hero might take fall damage. Oh, that's yeah. I was going to say we're we're getting to the point where they're not just several feet, but several meters in height. Yeah, they're getting to the size okay. where Hero's not going to be able to jump from one to the other because their geometric shapes prevent the tops of each from being close enough to each other for. Even a seven-foot-tall cat person with a few feats in things. Yeah. They might have make to that come jump. stay on the path with us. <sighs> yeah. Because now it's unsafe and you could fall and hurt yourself. And that would be bad. Okay, fine. Okay. I appreciate that Father did point out 
by the way, you could hurt yourself. Get down from there. <laughs> this, this is the, the content that we're all here for. Not for anything in this source book. Not for a final battle against Umeli. No. It's get down from there. You could hurt yourself. Okay. <laughs> and as you are walking, there's occasionally additional rumbling. Sometimes you can pick out the shape that is, well, technically form. Forms are 3D, shapes are 2D. You can pick out the form that's moving through. Sometimes it intersects with your path. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes you can't even see them. But you've come to understand what those rumblings okay. are. Okay, so yeah, we, we it's these larger geometric forms plowing through other forms. And I promise own, it is not my tummy. Yeah, making their own random paths. It's hero stuff. So long as that, and I think, I think, uh, Arippa's logic is sound is that anything trying to divert us is probably a tactic by Umeli. Or it could just be random nonsense. <laughs> Alright, so we keep along our path as far as we are able to, unless it diverges or splits, uh, then we will have to make a decision. Okay. Um, so the path grows increasingly uneven as it curves among and under the many-sided mountains that obscure the amber glow. Cracked and shattered in places, the milk-colored constituent cubes making up the surface are plainly revealed. Milk-colored, not, not the milk liquid. Do not lick. Do not lick. <laughs> Please do not lick the artifacts. <laughs> do not attempt to lick the science. Please do not taunt the happy fun ball. <laughs> do not taunt happy fun ball. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, the path lurches over a steep rise, an amazing vista of an apparently bottomless chasm at least five miles across is revealed. Floating at the center of the chasm's throat is a colossal amber monolith easily ten times larger than the largest surrounding shape through which you've been passing. It shines with amber light and pulses with otherworldly music. I want to make it clear that I did not do this. Wasn't there something else that made... One of the other little... I remember something in the train the train tunnel. Wasn't there something else that made music or hummed or did something weird? Me, but... um. No. Or was that the electric also an archway? Arch. Yeah, that, oh, never mind. that was the electric archway. And the, light, the hum was the electricity. Like, don't touch it. Yeah, okay. I was I really hoping one of you would walk through it, but no. Yeah, no, no, that was bad. <laughs> Especially when it started giving off shocks. Uh, okay. Uh, we want to head towards the chasm? Uh, you've come up to the ridge line. Ah, okay. Which, yeah. If you want to keep heading towards the chasm, uh, I hope you know how to fly. No, I do not. Uh, so how do we get down? I believe I can fly. No, uh, but I can we... fall gracefully. I believe I can touch the sky. Well, you'll have plenty of time to practice falling gracefully if you do jump down because you cannot see the bottom. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes how far down it is. That's bad. And this chasm appears to be five miles in diameter. This Just giant this giant monolith that is seeing these wordless tunes to you is seems to be centered in the chasm. Does it speak Sylvan? It does not seem to be speaking any language. It okay. is just producing music. Imagine, if you will, a theremin. I like playing theremins. Perhaps we should make camp and discuss how to approach this in the morning. What if I sing uh, to it? 
I would well we yeah I would agree because we've gone several hours in here I don't think it's going to respond to your singing uh, you could certainly try but I don't think it's going to be able to I don't think it's I don't think it's alive I think it's simply just making music or something sending music through it it could even be magical but I don't know how we're going to get down this chasm I got a dirty 20 for my performance congratulations you're really good at singing <laughs> and clapping that needs to be known um you're just gonna take levels in bard i should i have a liar hero goes to bard college and takes courses <laughs> in music appreciation that's the whole clapping part yeah i can clap on the odd beat just i just picture hero playing spoons really really fast <laughs> <laughs> now like any good cat hero would sing yeah caterwauling yeah, unfortunately, Ken doesn't really know what else he would be singing right now. He talks nonstop. Okay, so you settle down and make a camp. Question, do you start a fire? I don't like that. Uh, I don't see any reason why not. Yeah, I don't either, aside from, uh, well, I guess we have, um, I'm not sure actually now. Well, you don't really have firewood, uh, but you do have a small like cooking stove that's like oil-powered or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless we need it, unless the temperature requires one. Unless you know we're, we're, it's really cold out. I don't know that we'd need one. You're down far enough that it's not really warm and not really cold. Yeah. Well, well, is this this? Right. And we're not we're we're underground, so yeah. there's sunlight is coming in from somewhere, but we don't know where. Um, I think a reaper would on start ground. one just. I think a what? reaper would start one just on general principle. It's yeah, like I, a, a thing when you make camp, you always have. A yeah. Fire. I think I think Xanthus would agree. There's no so far we haven't seen any living things other than these these forms moving around, but we can't tell if they're alive. They're opaque shapes of whatever moving around, but that's it. The fire may draw their attention, but so far they haven't seemed overly hostile towards us. They're just moving around. Yeah, exactly. Hero is so. uncomfortable because Hero, uh, first of all, only really sleeps in trees. So Hero is currently very very like, where do I sleep? But the shapes Hero that are near you are too large to climb. But Hero doesn't uh, also doesn't know um, does it ever have a fire to sleep because uh, once again Hero sleeps in trees. Um, <laughs> you can start a fire in a tree once. Yeah, but there's no, there's no trees here. It's all yeah. So I'm just now at this point large large preferred. dice. <laughs> I'm also preferred, and so I don't need it. So I just kind of curl up next to Father. I have a, a little bit of fur, but not nearly as much as you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I, my, I can't um, not to make a fire, honestly. My plate mail is warm usually just because it's fire resist. That magical it, do, it doesn't breathe very well. Yeah. Not only is it warm, there, there's, there's a bit of an odor we've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, why have you shared this gif, Cindy? Thank, thank you for that. Really, yeah. But still, um, why are you sharing a hairball? <laughs> I mean, it's not even covered in that milk substance that makes you your face go numb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you all settle down for the night. Give me perception checks at disadvantage because no, thank reasons. you. <laughs> I mean, you can still make the check. Yeah, for for okay, old times. Like, no joke, right? My perception check at disadvantage was a 20. I, you cut out at 20. 21. 13. 
Uh, be- between a six and a six, I choose the six. I mean, why? Yeah, you could choose the six instead. I had a 21 and a 23, so I'm going with the 21. And it looks like Xanthus has rolled a Fulgari. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> there we go. A two. So I'll take two. Which we'll go to a two. Okay. I, I knew I missed the space somewhere. So you yeah, all settle two. down for what would essentially be a night, although the sunlight doesn't seem to waver or change direction like a sun would be moving overhead. It just stays still. Everything seems to be constant. Even though there are shapes carving paths around you, even that seems to be eerily monotonous. But there is one thing as several people start to doze off, and it's only really noticed by Hero. There is off in the distance, along the ridge, but far enough away that you wouldn't be able to pick this out otherwise. You see the flickering light of another campfire. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Fine, I see how it is. (laughs) Yeah, how it is, is it is 1023 and my throat's starting to get sore again. So I'm calling it here before we have an hour's worth of combat. Yeah, with, with at, an 10, at 10 30 at night. <laughs> yes. Right, 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 right. Your throat's starting to get sore. You're feeling sick. You don't want to have to destroy your throat so that you can't teach on Monday. Yeah, we see how it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you get me. <laughs> Thanks, Aripa. It means a lot that you understand. You just have all these complaints, like, you know. Your job is at stake, and maybe if you t- keep going, you won't be able to continue living. You oh. see, you get me. Seriously. I appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight, we were joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Craig, who, who just... Who, Craig didn't really do anything. He's just there listening. It's a little awkward. Uh, but we also have Ellie, Matt, Millie, Eric. Cindy was hanging out in chat. Let's do a few quick plugs. So Ellie codes. Ellie is a very skilled programmer, and she made a website that ties in with a game that we made called Cobalt in Space, where you can use the rules in the book, which is a free download, by the way, if you want it, to make cobalt characters that fly around in spaceships and stuff. But if you want something to generate the characters for you real quick, so you can start playing immediately, there's even quick rules on the site that Ellie created. Uh, it's all right there, free to use. You can get that at node.noel.codes slash cobalt. Matt's brother-in-law writes books. You can get those at nogodsbeforeus.com. Millie streams. Now, sometimes Millie will stream fan fiction. My condolences. The fan fiction <laughs> is not always good. Sometimes the fan fiction is fiction that Millie is writing. I will give a different assessment for that kind of fiction. But Millie likes to read other kinds of fan fiction, too. Uh, Millie lately has been playing... Um, West of Loathing. So sometimes Millie plays video games. You can get all that at twitch.tv slash Magical Millie. Yeah. And I wait during the day. Did you say that? I, I was <laughs> I, I did not say that. Actually, I kind of sort of said that. Um, Eric is not currently streaming because Eric is taking classes to better his education and be awesome like that. And Cindy, of course, is always awesome. So with that said, thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, this is Crash saying the loudest person in the camp is the gnome. What? What? 
Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Uh, good night. Am I supposed to say good night now? Bye-bye. We said good night five minutes hey, God, ago. Hey, God, bed. still watching us sleep. Night. <laughs> good night.